Welcome to the neighborhood. My name is Michael Lacey, husband, father, and host of the Wealthy Neighbor Show, where every week we bring you an amazing interview or message to inspire you as you build wealth for your family. Thanks for stopping by the neighborhood. Now let's jump right in with today's message. Welcome back to the neighborhood. This is episode four of the Wealthy Neighbor Show, and I have an incredible, incredible, incredible guest for you today. My friend Travis Shelton is stopping by to share his money story with us. Travis is originally from Kansas City, but now lives in Des Moines, Iowa with his wife, Sarah, and their two sons. And let me just say, I really like Travis's story because he found himself really kind of backed into a tough corner with his career. And it was because he had $236,000 worth of debt. But then earlier this year, Travis walked away from that career in commercial real estate after 15 years to pursue his calling. So what we're going to talk about today is Travis and Sarah's journey to debt freedom and how taking that journey years ago was the foundation for him to walk away from a high paying job this year. I think that's important because so many of us have these passions and callings that we bury because we're fearful of how we'll support our families if we walked away and we did what we really feel we're good at or even what we feel we're put on earth to do. So we're going to jump into how Travis was able to set himself and his family up to go out on a limb with his own business. But before we get into that, Travis, I have to ask Just how in the world did you find yourself $236,000 in debt in the first place? You know, it's like a lot of people, I think we just kind of get there one step at a time. I started my career down in Kansas City. It was a good career in, in commercial real estate investment. Things were really, really going well and just started making decisions. I was a finance guy. And so just you know, one foot after the other, I had some student loans, had a car loan. A few years into my career, people said, hey, you should buy a house. And I thought, all right, let's buy a house. So I ended up buying a house that was probably a little bit too big for me at the time. And like I said, one foot after another. And next thing you know, it it just really accumulates on you. In 2008, you found out that your company was shutting down while you had this mountain of debt that you were facing. So kind of walk me through that day and kind of what that felt like and and your experience with that. Yeah. Up until that very moment, things Things felt great. You know, I was a finance guy, so I kind of looked at, at the debt and I said, you know, you can borrow at a low rate. I, I believe in the stock market. I believe in investing. So mathematically, what I was doing felt good. Late 2008, I had been engaged for a matter of days. And um, again, we're planning our life. We had it all figured out and showed up to work and had the stunning realization that things were not going to go so hot in the future. And it, it was communicated to us that the company was going to be shut down and they hoped that maybe they could find some arrangements for, for some of us to have jobs at the, at the home office in Des Moines, Iowa. They were very gracious about it, but it was, it was just, it wasn't a great situation. I was blessed with the opportunity to, to move up to Iowa, but, uh, but I, I didn't want to. I had my life figured out. I had, I had my new fiance and we had our friends and our church and our house. This was our community down in Kansas City and, and we didn't want to leave it. We wanted our life to be the way that we had planned it. And that was a really shocking moment for me. And I would say that was probably, probably the most humiliating moment of my life coming to the realization that everything I had done backfired right in my face. 
So what do you mean by that? I mean, when you say everything you've done backfired in your face, is there anything specific there? I had thought that I was doing the right thing. Mathematically speaking, I, I think I was. But uh, what I learned through this experience was that life doesn't care about the math. Once you lose your income stream or something negative happens to you, the math no longer matters because the debt needs to be paid. And if you don't have an income to support those debt payments, it all goes out the window. And so that was the, the moment of realization where I it just hit me that, oh my gosh, these past decisions leading me up to this point where I had $236,000, that was a mistake. And I had to, to look my new fiance right in the eyes and say, I messed up. Wow. You wind up moving to Iowa from Kansas City. I, but before that, how did you approach that? You know, with the, you mean, you said you had just gotten engaged. I mean, just a few days prior. How do you approach like, hey, I know we have these plans to start our life together, but if you want to do it with me, we got to pretty much move to Iowa. Like I kind of, how did you approach that conversation? Well, that, that night uh, met up with me at my fiance and, and we were supposed to have a fun date night. Instead, it turned into a very humiliating conversation where I had to explain to her what was happening in, in my career and, and, and what our options were. And our options were we can move to Iowa and, and grateful for the opportunity or we can take a risk and I'll go unemployed and try to find a job, but it was the worst job market of our life. And so we made the decision that night and it wasn't a hard decision, but it wasn't the decision we wanted, but we, we decided we're going to move to Iowa and we're going to make this thing right. But if we're going to do that, we're going to do it different. So we had, at the time, I had a four-bedroom house, a new house down in Kansas City, and, and she, was, she was living somewhere else. And so what we decided to do is when we moved to Iowa, we were going to downsize dramatically, rent a tiny condo, sell everything, sell one of our cars, and just get about the business of paying off the debt. And we decided that in that very moment, we didn't want debt to ever dictate our decisions ever again. And so we said, we are done with this. We're going to do it differently. And so you guys, I mean, both approached this. You were completely on the same page from day one. There wasn't a deal where there was any tension from one of you or any pushback. You guys both said, yeah, this is the direction that we want to go. This is how we want to start off our marriage, correct? Yeah, I mean, that, that's right. I mean, the sacrifices were hard. Uh, they were, but I think we were in alignment with the the dream. And we knew, we knew what our reasons were. We knew why we wanted to do it. And I'm a financial coach and, and this is my world. But my wife, that's... That's not her thing. She doesn't care about the money. She's a, she's a spender. She, she just loves having fun. She doesn't want to worry about stuff like that. So for us, it was really important to understand what was the common goal. And the common goal for us was, was freedom and that we can live the life that we're called to live. And for her, we had always known that we want to, we want to be parents and, and she wanted to stay at home with our babies. And we thought to ourselves, Let's make that happen. And so from the beginning, she was on board and we were on a team. The sacrifices weren't easy, but to her credit, man, she hung in there with us. She did, you know, extraordinary to make this thing happen. You know, you, you basically set this vision to not just become debt free, but you were thinking even further than that. You were already thinking, OK, one day you want to stay home. We want to have children. You had kind of this long term vision and you've pretty much accomplished everything that you set out to do from that time until now. I'm curious, what lifestyle changes did you guys specifically have to make to not only just pay off your debt, but to get to that point of being where you want to be? I, I think that that. 
The very first decision we made is is deciding that we were going to move into a tiny condo rental. And it was a 600 square foot condo, one bed, one bath, 80s vintage, everything. So we downsized our space significantly and we sold one of our vehicles. So we, we were sharing one car and we just made the decision that we're going to keep this budget real tight. Every single dollar is going to the debt. Anything that we can muster is going to the debt. And so that that required us to cut back on dining out, cut back on travel, cut back on everything. And, and we just decided we need to decide what's the important thing to do with our money. And in that season of life, it was debt. And, and that was never fun. Month after miserable month, it wasn't fun, but we could see the progress every single month. And that drove us to keep going. And so you had $236,000 worth of debt. How long did that take to pay off? It took about four and a half years. That sounds like a long time, which it was. In it, it felt like a long time. But when we were done, it really didn't feel like it was that difficult or it didn't take that much time. And often people say to me, I can't give up my life. I can't stop living for that long. And I always say to them, A, well, yours won't be as long because you weren't as dumb as me. But B, we didn't stop living. We actually lived a better life. I think the quality of life increased over that time because it wasn't about money. We just enjoyed each other's company and we, we made ways to have fun. And we just realized that contentment changed everything. And by the time the four and a half years went by, we were just different people and we, we cared about different things in life. And by the time we could afford the things that we used to want, we no longer wanted them. Wow. That's amazing. So you know, you're on this long journey, four and a half years of just giving this everything you got, putting everything towards debt, making these sacrifices, making these big lifestyle changes. What was that moment like when you finally paid off that last debt? I wish I could say that it was this grand finale uh, with this wild celebration, but um, it, it kind of actually felt anticlimactic because it was so long in the process. But I can tell you when it was done, it was just a big sigh of relief. And we looked at that journey and we, we looked at each other and we said, if we could do this, we can do anything as long as we do it together. I know for me, kind of in that same vein, like when I was let go from my job, that motivated me even more to, to get debt free and build wealth and all those things. And I'm hearing that, that that's kind of the case for you is that's what started everything. So once you became debt free, what kind of impact did that have on your career? I'm so glad you asked that question. I, I was just thinking about this. My job didn't change when we got out of debt. and But what happened was when we were out of debt, I started enjoying my job and felt more fulfilled by my job because I realized every single day that it was a choice. I didn't feel like I had to go to my job anymore. I got to go to my job. I had the opportunity to go to my job. And if I ever wanted to do something else, I could do something else. It changed everything for me. And it just, it, it, it freed up my mind and my spirit. And I was able just to look at it and say, I'm here every single day because I want to be, not because I have to be. And, and I didn't know that was going to happen, but it, it changed everything for me. And the years that, that were subsequent to paying off the debt, my career really thrived. I really was achieving things that, that were, were amazing, things that I never dreamed of doing. And so I, I don't know if that would have happened had I not gone through what we had gone through and, and freed up, you know, really just freed ourselves the way we did, because I think it allowed me to truly just work hard and and thrive in, in my career and not worry about the money and just worry about serving my clients really well. We'll be back with more from Travis and his incredible story after this quick message from our sponsor. 
Did you know less than 5% of the people who buy life insurance get the right coverage for their situation? As a young family, your financial obligations are growing, but you're also in the early stages of building wealth for the future. This means you may need more coverage now, but less down the road. And as your wealth builds, your kids grow up, and you inch closer to retirement, your life insurance plan should automatically adjust. However, that isn't always the case, and this is where everyday life steps in. Everyday Life is an online insurance concierge created by fintech experts who got frustrated while buying their insurance and took action. Here's how it works. Fill out their anonymous questionnaire in under three minutes and you'll get advice and pricing for your personalized coverage plan that automatically adjusts as your needs change. With more coverage now when your family needs it most and less down the road when you won't need as much, Everyday Life can save you money both now and in the future. Get your personalized plan at elifelabs.com slash winning to wealth. That's elifelabs.com slash winning to wealth. Kind of progressing through your timeline here, you've been debt free for a little bit and and you kind of attributed that to when you moved, you guys rented this smaller apartment and you made these changes. But after a while of being debt free, you decided to purchase a house and then you ultimately paid it off within a year. So what was the motivation for you wanting to pay it off in a year? And then again, what kind of decisions did you have to make in order to accomplish that? Well, we had paid off the $236,000 in four and a half years, and we always knew that we wanted to buy a house eventually in Des Moines. The problem we had all along that journey was that we still had a house in Kansas City and and we couldn't sell it. The market was so bad and and we didn't want to take a huge loss on it. And we were blessed to have some renter. And those renters ended up staying for six years. And um, amazing young family took care of the house very well and just so grateful for them. So I think if you look at the timeline, about a year and a half after we became debt-free, we sold the house. And that was actually probably the, the, the moment it actually hit us is when we sold the house and we received a check in the mail for a house. And to get that check and to, to look at it and say, oh my gosh, this is the culmination of so much of what we've worked for. So we, we you know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, armed security taking that thing to the bank and, and depositing it and putting it in an account and saying, you know, that's the, that's the beginning of our future right there. And that was, that was a moment that really hit home for us. And we, we knew at that point that we wanted to buy a house at some points. So we just started saving and saving and it, it kind of felt like, the process of, of getting out of debt, you know, we cut back the budget again and we just saved and we saved and we saved and we saved until we had enough to buy a house. And, and the goal was to buy a house with cash. That was the goal. But I could tell my wife was getting very fatigued by living in this condo rental. And we had, we had said originally, we're going to live in this, this condo for one, maybe two years. And here we were six years in. And, and, you know, to my wife's credit, she, she tolerated this for longer than I think most would. And so grateful for that. And so we ended up, we ended up buying a house before we were, where we could totally do it debt free. So we bought a house and we said, we're not going to buy a house that we, that we can't pay off in one year. And so I, it kind of hurt me a little bit knowing that we were going back into debt, but I'm like, you know, it's a house and in one year from today, we're going to have this thing paid off. And so I was conflicted about it, but I really wanted to get into a house and I thought, you know, put a, an 80, 90% down payment. It's not too shabby. So we, we, we did that and uh, we bought the house and one year to the day after buying it, we paid it off. You know, you would ask me, what was our motivation behind it? Part of it is because I feel so strongly that living debt-free 
is the way to be. But part of it, honestly, is that I'd be a hypocrite if I didn't. If I'm sitting here telling people in my life, and at the time I was, I was, you know, doing financial coaching as a ministry, if, if I were to then go right back deep into debt to buy a house, it'd make me the ultimate hypocrite. And my wife would be the first one to call me a hypocrite. So I just, I, I guess I just, I had to do it because, you know, I have to eat my own cooking. You mentioned earlier that and when we were talking about paying off debt, that, that you had this job and you actually enjoyed going to it every day. You didn't feel obligated. And in our conversations previous to this, you basically called it a dream job and you were there for 15 years. I mean, you know, it seemingly paid well and you really seemed to enjoy what you did. And so when did that desire, because you ultimately walked away from that career, when did that desire kind of start to build to to say, you know what, I kind of want to go in a different direction, even though I like what I'm doing, it pays well and all of that. When did it start? I think the answer to that question is 10 years ago. I think 10 years ago, I kind of had this this gut feeling that someday I'm going to be doing something different. Now, I didn't expect it to be at age 38. I, I certainly did not expect that. But I think a year or two ago, I probably started to get the sense that I was being pulled in a different direction. I never enjoyed my job less. It's just that this other thing that was that was bubbling inside of me kept increasing in my heart and in my soul. And so it just came to the point where I realized, if I don't do this now, I'm never going to do it. And, and I'm not afraid of a lot of things. I'm not afraid of money. I'm not afraid of dying. I'm afraid of regret. Regret scares me deeply. And I knew that I was going to regret this if I didn't go and live out that other career that I so badly knew that I should. So what is that new career? So the middle of this year, left left my real estate investing job and decided to start my own company doing financial coaching and speaking and, and hopefully some some writing. It's something that I've, I've been doing the coaching thing for maybe eight years now, really on the heels of, of realizing my dumb mistakes and wanting to help others avoid those mistakes so that they don't have to go through the heartache that I went through. I'm just always grateful for those opportunities to, to maybe make a little bit of impact in somebody's life. You know, you you have a wife that stays at home. You now have two small children. What did you have to do financially to prepare your family for such a drastic change? I think first and foremost, I had to realize that money's not that important. We can't make decisions about money. And and what I mean by that is there are so many more things important than money, than possessions and wealth. And for me, it was it was knowing that we can live a life of joy and fulfillment and passion and calling. That matters more than the dollars and cents. So then I had to ask myself the question, okay, how do I get there? And I always, I always say there's three ways that we can go from point A to point B, from job A to job B. You know, number one is we can increase our income along the way. Number two is we can cut expenses. Number three is we can build a cushion. And with my position, unfortunately, I couldn't take on other income. I couldn't get other jobs. There was some compliance issues. And I, I wanted to be very careful and be mindful to my company and, and not put anybody at risk by going and doing other things. And so increasing my income along the way was not really an option. And so for, for us, it came down to we needed to cut expenses and just go back to that mindset that we had when we were paying off debt and just just cut the budget and get back to square one and realize that the lower we can make this bar, the easier it is to get to jump over it income-wise when we 
come into this new phase of life. And then the last thing is, is to have a cushion. And so we built up a little bit of a cushion because we knew it was going to take a few months for me to get my legs underneath of me and my new career and to build up my client base and to, to figure it out. And so we built up a cushion, we cut expenses and I just spent a lot of time working on, on myself and getting ready to launch into this new life so that I could serve clients very well and just love people. And I believe that when we love people and serve them really well, the rest takes care of itself. Let's go back to the buildup from walking away from your job. I mean, you said that this was about 10 years in the making. I guess the question that I kind of naturally have to ask is what took you so long to, to work up that courage to make that move? I think for me, it was really just realizing that there were things I still wanted to accomplish in my old career. And, and I was loving my old career. And I remember I went to my boss several years ago and, and I told him that, you know, I would really love to, to manage money for an international client. And, and he's like, you know, thank you, Travis. Thank you for, for sharing that. Maybe we can make that happen someday. And by someday, I was not expecting it to be a year later when I started to invest for a couple of European clients. And it really snowballed after that. And I ended up managing money for some Middle Eastern clients and was spending time in the Middle East. And really just, I was living this career that was it was so much fun. And I was learning so much and seeing the world. And I found myself just loving the Middle East. And so there was a lot of fun things about my career that gave me fulfillment. And so for me, it was, I didn't feel ready. I didn't feel like it was time to move into something else. And, and over time, that other idea, that other career that was boiling inside of me started to surface. And I think once that that started coming to the surface a little bit more, that's when I started thinking seriously about maybe it is time. But I, I think for me, it was really about realizing that I still had more to accomplish and, and I, was, I was still feeling fulfilled by my old career. So what would you say to someone that's listening right now that maybe is facing a mountain of debt or they're facing a job layoff or just some financial situation that they feel that there's no hope that, that they can't overcome? What are some actionable tips that you can give to that listener? I would say to them, the first thing I'd say is it's going to be okay. It feels intense because it is. And it feels hard because it is, but it is always worth it when we figure this out. And, and my best advice for somebody that has a, a tough hill to climb is one step at a time. It, all we can do is take one step at a time and make a lot of good decisions over a period of time. And you're going to look back and say, wow, I can't believe how far I've come. And so give yourself grace and dedicate yourself to doing this. And, and as I always tell people, because I felt it myself, it's only for a season. This isn't forever. Put the work in to do this because it matters. And just know that it's not forever. It's just a season. And once this season is over, I can tell you, I've lived on both sides of this. The other side is amazing. And I want everybody to experience the other side because I did. And I never knew how amazing it was until I got there. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's all the questions that I have for you, man. I mean, you've shared so, so much with us. And I really think the listeners are going to gain a lot of valuable information, not just about how to pay off debt or anything like that, but just about making the right choices when it comes to career and family and, and all those sorts of things and uh, transitioning. And so I do want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing a bit of your story. Oh, thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. And yeah, I hope somebody takes something away. I'm not going to pretend to have everything figured out, but uh, it's it's an adventure. It's a journey. I'm, I'm learning along the way. And 
I still make mistakes all the time, and, and I, I'm sure I'm going to continue to make a lot of mistakes, but um, I, I'm just a big believer that we just need to continue to lean into our passions and our gifts. You know, life is short, and to not let the money hold us back and get yourself in a good financial position so that we can live a really amazing life. And, and thank you for doing what you're doing. I love the message that you're putting out there, and, and I watch you every day on social media, and, and you're making an impact. And thank you for, for putting yourself out there. It's, I'm, I'm grateful grateful for you, grateful for um, the opportunity. Wow. Awesome, man. Travis, again, thank you so much for sharing your journey. I mean, from being forced to relocate your brand new fiance because you had $236,000 in debt to then being able to walk away from that career because you weren't worried about money. And and this is all within a span of like 11 years. And so again, it's it, man, it's just been an, an incredible story. Again, thank you so much for sharing. But really quick, I do want to give a shout out to the sponsor of the episode, Everyday Life. Be sure to check out their website and get a free personalized quote for life insurance at elifelabs.com slash winning to wealth. There are a few takeaways I want to share with you in regards to Travis's story. Number one, debt can and will control your life if you let it. See, Travis was, as he said, I mean, he said it, he was a finance guy who was investing in the stock market and taking out what some would say is good debt. I mean, he had a house and he had student loans and that was the bulk of his debt, right? And his returns on his investments were making more at the time than he was paying an interest on the debt. And so a lot of finance pros would say, hey, he's doing a great job. But then the market collapses and Travis comes pretty close to losing his job. And this is all kind of happening at the same time. And so if he were to lose his job and he's left with this expensive mortgage and the student loan debt and he has no income and around that time, I mean, it's 2008, so I'm sure his portfolio is starting to kind of plummet just a little bit, right? I mean, thankfully for him, his employer created an opportunity for him but he had to move his brand new fiance to Iowa just to stay afloat every month. Now, again, compare that to this year when he was able to walk away from his career on his own. He was able to make that decision himself. No one forced him out or anything like that. He got to make the choice that he felt was best for him and his family, not the one that allowed him to continue making monthly payments. And that is why debt freedom is so important, because it gives you options. Now, the second thing I want to point out from Travis's story is his house buying process. Because, I mean, most of us just go into buying a house because we feel like that's what we're supposed to do at a certain age. But it's important when you're buying a house to have a goal in mind. See, your realtor and your loan officer can try to push you into more house than you can actually afford. And it happens every day. But it's your responsibility to know your budget and know what you can actually afford when it comes to your mortgage payment, when it comes to those repairs that you're now responsible for and all the other costs associated with home ownership. I know for us, we were approved for like $400,000 when we were looking at a house and we were going, this is nuts. But we were able to scale that back because we knew our budget and we bought a house that came in just under 200K. And so with Travis and Sarah, I mean, they knew they wanted to pay their home off within a year. And so they also knew that they had to know how much extra they could afford to pay each month in order to pay off a house that fast. This knowledge let them know just how much house they could actually afford to purchase based on their budget and based on the goals that they had. 
So if you're thinking of starting the home buying process, sit down and really assess what you can afford to spend each month and base that on your budget and according to any mortgage payoff goals you have. Finally, Travis was able to transition from a high paying career to start his own business because he had a plan. His plan was to reduce their expenses back down to where they were when they were paying off their debt so that they could save as much as they could and make the move whenever they felt comfortable. And as Travis said, I mean, your move may be to increase income to set yourself up, but not everyone has that option. So again, you have to look at your personal situation because as we always say, personal finance is personal. And then you determine the best course of action for you. But that level of planning and having the discipline to actually stick to the plan allowed Travis the opportunity to do what he loves on a full-time basis now. how I mean, how awesome is that? And so I'll be sure to link to everything Travis talked about in the show notes, which can be found at winningtowealth.com slash episode four. That's winningtowealth.com slash episode four. Also, If you haven't yet, be sure to join the neighborhood. This is the place where you can come in, get your questions answered, share your money wins, all that stuff. We just want to keep you motivated on your personal finance journey. That's it. You can find that at winningtowealth.com slash neighbors. That's winningtowealth.com slash neighbors. And if you've enjoyed this episode, listen, be sure to leave us a five-star review and share this episode with a friend. I have loved the reviews that have poured in so far. They have made me feel so great about the work we're doing. And I really appreciate those of you that have left reviews. And so not only does it make me feel good, though, it helps other people who are looking for a place to start when it comes to managing their finances get what they need and they can get it right here. So your review and your share goes a long way towards spreading this message of personal finance. Thanks again for stopping by the neighborhood and thanks again to Travis for sharing his journey with us. We'll talk soon.